This is the episode two of the Meet the Press podcast. Uh, I am Tyler Dixon. Jared McDonald is over there. Uh, we hopefully have a little bit more order for you guys this evening. Hopefully, that's the goal. Um, but Jared and I have kind of talked about a, a lot going on this week with him and, and myself, obviously. So let's get right into it. Our first topic. Um, Jared, I know yesterday when I saw the the Dwayne Haskins news, the first, I mean, the first thing was like, holy, holy crap. Yeah, absolutely. I was the same way. I grew up an Ohio State fan. Um, so, you know, he was one of those guys that I watched kind of growing up and getting into sports, him and guys like Terrell Pryor and JT Barrett, mm-hmm. uh, Cardell Jones when they won the national title. Um, but yeah, I was shocked when I saw that news. And the first place I saw that was Adam Schefter. Um you know, yeah. he, he breaks he breaks a ton of news. Um, I don't know if he worded the tweet maybe the way um, he should have. And I know we wanted to talk a little bit about this. Um, you know, for those that didn't read it, it was uh, yeah. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL. Died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida for his agent, um, you know, and so forth. Right. Um, you know, we've had to cover situations like this in the past and, and yeah. you know how do you kind of go about that um it, it's super funny because i just talked with my students on friday we talked about how to cover difficult topics and we watched a a little documentary on the the parkland shooting uh, down in florida and about how their student newspaper staff like wrote like a in memory issue after that and and, and it's weird because I remember a specific case where I covered a, like a person who went to SIU who was from where I'm from, passed away. I had to write the story. I broke the story, had to write it, talk to his brother, talk to his family. And then at the end of the night, that's when I got sad about it. I mean, because it was somebody that I grew up watching. But yeah, like you said, it's um, it's difficult. And every situation is the same. I, and I again, I told my students yesterday or Friday, I hope you guys never have to worry about that. Like, I hope you never have to cover anything like that. I hope you never have to go through anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a difficult situation. Yeah, there's been a few that I've had to deal with over the years. Um, you know, the ones that stand out to me um, are probably uh, the legendary coach at Mason County, Alan Feldhouse. Um, you know, he had done a great job and really made that basketball program there. He was a standout, um, you know, athlete on his own regard. Um, you know, had three sons that are, you know, were all great players and, and went on to have, you know, two of them had great coaching careers as well, um, Alan Jr. and Willie. But, you know, another one that I remember, um, you know, last fall was John Oldham, not last fall, but the fall before, John mm-hmm. Oldham, longtime Western, you know, player, coach, and athletic director. Um, and, you know, the thing that I really wanted to do, you know, you don't want to, a lot of times you want to be the first person to break news, but in a situation like that, you want to make sure you're right, first of all, and right, right. It in, in a respectful way. Um, you know, I remember with like the John Oldham one, it was a crazy week. It was, you know, COVID was doing number on the basketball schedules, to mm-hmm. put it lightly. Um, you know, the Friday before that happened, I was prepared to go to Nebraska for a bubble type, you know, basketball or not preseason, but season opening event. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on a Zoom with Rick Stansbury, Western's head basketball coach. And that's when all the plans changed. I ended up in South Dakota. And the night before I left for South Dakota, 
um, that day before is kind of when the news broke that he had passed mm-hmm. away. So I was trying to get in touch with, you know, some of his former players and coaches and, you know, current people that, um, you know, might be able to share stories and, and really tell what kind of person that he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the best way to, to go about it. Um, you know, that going back to that original tweet with Dwayne Haskins just came off a little, um, you know, harsh saying, right. you know, he, he was a struggling NFL quarterback and you could have just said he's an NFL quarterback. Right. So, exactly. You know, and, and it's like, but, and to, to quickly go back on what you said, whenever you talk to these people, like I remember um, when I was in Hopkinsville, when, when Jared Lorenzen passed away um, and one of his running backs at Kentucky was the, the great Artus Pinner that played in the NFL for a little bit from Hoptown. And, and I talked to Artus that day and, and he told me stories about Jared and that's, and, and, and you, like you said, it wasn't at that point, it wasn't my job to be like, okay, Lorenzen died. He did this. It, it, it was my job to be like, okay, these are the stories that, that people have about Lorenzen and, and about people like ha- relating to him. And uh, yeah, so we, we wish Shefty would have, because again, it, in that sense, you're not necessarily, you, you're a journalist still, but, you're still a person. Yeah, and it kind of dehumanizes. It doesn't kind of. It does dehumanize him. Um, right. You know, a lot right. of people don't don't get to deal with like the athletes and coaches like we do. Um, you know, like right. I have people that a lot of people just see them as like an item. I guess. Right. Uh, right. To put it blunt, you know, asking me to come to Thanksgiving with them. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting in the office on Thanksgiving, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. We have it, a job, yeah. You, you get to know these people working with them day in, yeah. day out. And, you know, a lot of the conversation, most of the conversations for that matter, mm-hmm. are, you know, not on the record anything you're ever going to use, but, you know, just seeing how they're doing, seeing how their family's doing, you know. Right. I cover, you know, a lot of student athletes. So it's, you know, how's school going? Like, where are mm-hmm. you in your degree? What are you going to do after? Do you have any plans lined up? So, like, you get to know them. Yeah, I you're remember, invested. Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah, you get to know them. And, like last week, uh, two weeks ago, week and a half ago, whatever it was, um, at Western Kentucky's Pro Day, mm-hmm. there were some guys that came back. And, you know, guys that you hadn't seen in a few months or in a year. Um, you know, I, I look at a guy like Jordan Meredith, who, mm-hmm. you know, played high school football here in Bowling Green and then, you know, longtime starter on the O-line, um, you know, got signed and, and did some things, um, I believe, with the Rams and the NFL as an undrafted free agent. He was back for pro day. Got to see him for a second. It's mm-hmm. just like seeing guys like that. It's good to just catch up for a minute. Um, but you know, like we said, it's it's a tough situation, and you just want yeah. to try to handle it the best you can. And so now we're going to transition into that. that like you said, transition. That was a good transition. You did well. <laughs> was it? That was good. Well, no, no, yours. <laughs> no. Usually, you don't want to say we're transitioning. <laughs> No, we, we, no, I'm like, this is an easy transition. Like it it looks like a dog, call it a dog. Um, so you are the Western Kentucky beat writer spring football. I know I have you on snap. We're friends. I see this. This is where you're at all the time. What the hell is spring football? Like, is it just dudes going out and practicing every day? What is spring football? Tell these people about spring football. Um, at least in Western's case, and in most cases, you know, the teams have, you know, three, four pra- uh, weeks of practice and preparation and trying to get some new guys acclimated, new coaches acclimated. Um, you know, in Western Kentucky's case, they practice 
three times a week, basically. Um, you know, sometimes the schedule changes for three or four weeks leading up to their spring game. Um, you know, it's not a full-on football game at that point. The way Western Kentucky does it is pretty much a series of series. Um, you know, they'll series have of series. Yep. series of series. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they'll start, they'll like start off at the 20 yard line and go down the field. And if they make it, they make it. If they don't start over, you know, maybe throw some new guys in, um, you know, some quarterbacks definitely get more reps. Uh, you know, I look at last spring, Bailey Zappi had mm-hmm. more, you know, series played than any other quarterback, but I think everybody knew at that point, even though he wasn't technically named the starter at that point, that he was going to be the starting quarterback. And he had a pretty good year, right? He was fairly decent. Yeah, broke a couple right. of NCAA records. You know, right. touchdown yeah. passes, had 62, threw for nearly 6,000 yards. But I wouldn't put too much stock in what happens in the spring because in that spring game last year, he threw, I believe, four interceptions in eight series, and two of those were pick sixes. So. It's a, it's a learning opportunity for these teams. And right. for me personally, it's a chance to, you know, get to know, know the new people that have come yeah. and, you know, with the transfer portal. There's a bunch of guys coming mid year now, um, new coaches. Uh, you know, the coaching carousel is always wild from you know, start of December up until probably about the end of January. Um, so really that's what it is for me. I did see, um, I'll throw a couple Western names out and then I'll let you get back in. But our, my my friend Carlos from from Russellville, Carlos Quarles. Um, I saw I saw him post a photo for, down in Boca with him and uh, and Willie hanging out down in Boca <laughs> during spring break a couple days ago. Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he played football at, at Western. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They played together at Western. Yeah. Coaching basketball there at Russellville. So. Yeah, coaching. Yeah, coaching at Russellville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like you said, it, it kind of because for us and and to kind of grab from previous topic, we do get attached to these guys. We do get to know these guys. And and it's not something that's like us. We we get other jobs. I mean, these guys graduate, they transfer and we have to learn all new ones. Like we have to learn, like you said, who's the new freshman, who's the new transfer that's going to come in and kind of shake things up. Spring football is kind of our chance to to kind of shake off that rust that you get during basketball <laughs> and you kind of like, cause you know, when football's over, you, you block that part out of your brain. You're like, football's over. We don't worry about football. It's basketball. Spring football is kind of that little intro into, okay, these are the new guys. Let's kind of sharpen the tools a little bit. Let's see what we got. Yeah. And it's kind of a, a down period. You get a chance to do more like featurey stuff rather than straight up previews and game mm-hmm. stories, you know, every single day. Um, yeah, man, what you said about, uh, you know, Carlos and going down there and seeing Willie, Willie um, you know, reminded me of being on the road a lot. I did a podcast, um, you know, Underdog Podcast with Underdog Dynasty on. Mm-hmm. We recorded it Friday. I'm not sure exactly when it's going to go out. Um, you know, I'm in pretty good company. Uh, I know they've had on, um, you know, Coach Dimmel, Coach mm-hmm. Stock still from UTEP and Coach uh, from Middle Tennessee, football coaches there. So, uh, you know, it's an honor to be included in that group. But mm-hmm. I was talking with one of the guys there who covers FIU. And, you know, that's what it's like on the road for me. You get to know mm-hmm. these other SIDs. You get to know the other media yeah. relations people, um, you know, like with Eric, with Underdog Dynasty. Eric Henry, you should follow him and, and read his stuff and listen to the podcast because he does a fantastic job. You know, we go out and we grab drinks whenever we see each other. So you, you get to know people all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it, it is different because 
obviously we're in some of the same DM groups and I hear everybody talk about like, Hey, where we're going to go for the state tournament and this and that. And I'm like, it's kind of sad in a way because I'm not, I know I'm not going to get to hang out with everybody, but that's so, okay. So I saw your, your thingy, Mahangi, your koozie. I don't know. What do you guys call them in Maine? Are they koozies? Koozies. Yeah. Are they koozies? Okay. I didn't know if you guys had a whatever name for them, but one of those is coming to Bowling Green. I saw this, right? Uh, Smith's Grove. To be a Bookies. A Butchies. Bucky's. Bucky's. Yeah. It's not any of those. It's nothing you'll hear on uh, TikTok. Bucky's. I gave up TikTok for Lynn. I can't have I can't have it right now. Bucky's. Okay, so what? This is a South thing, right? Texas. Uh, it started in Texas. It's mostly been in Texas, but now they're expanding. Um, there's also one opening in Richmond, Kentucky. Uh, there's one down around the Birmingham area, I believe, in Alabama. There's one down kind of between Mobile and Gulf Shores that I know of that I spent, you know, when I, so I'm not going to say how long on Christmas Day, not this past Christmas, but the one before that. Um, how many Buckies have you been to? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Because, I, like, I, I drive a lot. And is it? I need gas, and I need to Is it more than stuff. five? Is it more than five? Probably, because I've driven across Texas, and they're you know all across Texas. And if I see one, and you know, what I is eat it? Something. It's everybody says it's a gas station, or they say it's a convenience store, but I like to think of it as a way of life. Um, it's <laughs> it's got it, it's got everything you'll need. Um, you know, you can get fresh food, you can get um, you know beef jerky, uh, gas, you know, clothing. Um, aren't Uzi's, aren't you? Aren't you from, a, like, the... I got a Christmas sweater there. Oh, my gosh. Aren't you from, like, the Wawa area? I We we don't have Wawa's where I grew up. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. So or we have... What, what we is... Have, we had A.E. Robinson, and they had some fire pizza. A.E. Robinson? It was just a local kind of oh, company, okay. but they're in all the small towns around, so... Did you guys have, like, Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons a lot, like, everywhere? Uh, because you're basically Canada? Well, we didn't have anything really in my hometown while I was no. growing up there. There was a Tim Hortons for a while, about half an hour away, but then that shut down. Um, we do have a Dunkin' Donuts in my hometown now, um, but that's not saying that's much nice. because they're in every town. I, and I remember living in Boston when I was going through college and stuff. There were then some, you'd be on one side of the street, and then there would be Dunkin' Donuts on the other side of the street as well. It, it was a little bit ridiculous, but, I mean, you always had... Fresh cup of Joe. Um, sidebar: My friend Dalton from from Central Illinois said that those are a huggy. Yeah, I think Dalton's wrong. The huggy. See, boom, Dalton Kemper, huggy. But I don't know. Going back to the original topic, you know, Bucky's <laughs> is definitely the elite gas station travel stop. You know, paradise, if you will. So that I feel like I've ever been to. I feel like, again, we've been on the road a lot. I I have become kind of, not an aficionado, because that sounds like I'm super into gas stations. They're fine. But what for you, like when you're driving down the road, what for you, like you go into this gas station, you're like, okay, this is the stop. This is the one. Because for me, number one, top of the list, 
Any guesses? Uh, clean bathroom. Gotta have clean bathroom, man. Bucky, Bucky's has Bucky's has world famous restrooms. Like a little bit of, I mean, IBS issues. Come on, man. They gotta be, gotta be tip top. I have. Mm, there's been some sketchy side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 besides Bucky's, I drive that you know Bowling Green to Frisco, Texas trip. I've done that a lot, you know, because that's where the Conference USA basketball mm-hmm. tournament is, and I spend a lot of time in Arkansas, more time than I'd like to admit in Arkansas. And that's fair. There's that's a fair. there's a lot of loves travel stops in Arkansas. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're you know they're hit or miss. I usually swing and miss. Um, but you know they've got stuff. They've got fairly spacious rest areas, restrooms, if you will. Um, but there's one especially I, I will never stop at. It's the one kind of north of Little Rock a little bit. Uh, it's always packed. The last time I was in there. You know, I, I needed something. I, I don't remember. I was needed a break, maybe. But there were like four busloads of people, and you could not even walk around the store. They love loves in Arkansas. There was there was one place. Uh, where was I? I was driving to Charlotte the day before my birthday. I was on the road heading to Charlotte for a basketball game, and then I was going to go from there up to Norfolk, Virginia, to cover a game at Old Dominion. But on the way to Charlotte. Um, I stopped at this gas station. It was kind of a weird gas station and it had like the convenience store area. And then there was another room on the way to the restroom and they had like three or four slot machines in there. Yeah, that's not weird. No, that was weird. It no, was... man. Slot machines are everywhere here now. But just that it, it was not a nice gas station. I, when I was in um, Hopkinsville, there was, and this wasn't a gas station, so I'm going to preface. I am deviating from from the segment a little bit, but it was not a gas station. It was a liquor store because I don't know if this is an this wasn't an everywhere thing because in Hopkinsville, like a lot of the liquor stores, you could buy alcohol and like actually sit in. Is that a thing in Bowling Green? Uh, actually, there's uh, one store where you can taste stuff. I believe. Um, well, like you can like walk in, like there's a bar. And like you can just sit and like have beers and like watch TV and there was it was late it was late one night and I said somebody having to go to the bathroom and the the woman was like older she was super nice she was like oh honey I'll let you go behind the bar if you want and I'm like no 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 that's fine I'll go where everybody else goes she goes okay well it's just around the corner on the outside of the building I'm like okay that's fine and I'm like cool so I go outside the front door and I walk around to the drive through and there's just like a door like inside the wall so i just open the door and i step in and it is a toilet and just sheet metal like shiny shiny sheet metal all around the room and i'm like hmm it was one of the sketchier places i've been in yeah and yeah i didn't i never went back kind of going off that in maine um something i very dearly miss there's not a ton of stuff i miss about living in maine outhouses but uh no we have oh most people i don't want to say we do because i don't want to include everybody and say most people have running water there now but you know the grocery stores sold hard liquor and i miss that you know you can go get yeah you could go get a, a thing at allen's and your milk at the same time and mix up a nice sanford martini 
but you know, going back to the road, I remember stopping at, um, you know, I, I've stopped a lot of places, uh-huh. obviously. Um, some good, some not so good. I was at this, um, in the middle of Arkansas, uh, you know, I'd seen billboards for this barbecue and catfish place. And I was like, well, it's on the billboards. Let's see what's up. I had to stop and I had to write a story anyway. Uh-huh. So I wanted to, you know, at least try it and sit down and have a place to write my story. 10 out of 10, do not recommend that place. That is one of the worst barbecue places I've been to. And that's saying a lot because I've been to a lot. So you have the hat, snows, and I know that the, number one, I will give you 100% credit. The name of this podcast is 100% on you. No, not 100. Because you said something with meat, something with sports and media. I said, I said meat sweats. Was my opening? Was my opener? Was meat sweats? I, I, I think I said meatballs. So you said meatballs. Yeah, meat meatballs. Which honestly, somebody else suggested that too. So it wasn't that far off. But um, yeah, so I, I think I think it combines all of our loves. I don't want to say meat, but meat and and sports because I'm I'm a basketball person. Press, I mean that's that's what you do, and that's football. You, you have press yep. coverage and all the words what of what, what we like. What, what we're going to talk about, yeah. But and I think this encompasses no. everything. But how how did a, a main? What do you call yourselves? Mania manians? What do you, what, what are you guys? Uh, I usually go with mainers. Some people go maniacs. mainers. Yeah, Mainers, not like the duck. Mainers. No, that's Mallards. Never mind. I was going to say <laughs> Mainers. See, uh, d- that's why there's no ducks in the name of this podcast. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We might learn ducks, start a new podcast. but Oh, my gosh. Have I, I've told you that I'm going to get a duck. Have I talked? That's, that's for another day. But anyway, <laughs> Mainers, Mainers. Yeah, I, I, that's what I usually go with. Okay, so how did a Mainer like yourself become obsessed with barbecue? Well, it started on the road. Let's travel back in time to 29. Is it long and dusty? Long and dusty? What? Yeah. That's usually like how you like on a oh, long and oh, dusty no. road. Uh, I thought you were a writer. Well, it was a, it was a long road. It was that you know trip through Arkansas that led me to barbecue. Are you going to name drop? Uh, I might name drop, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, but anyway, it was 2019. First Responder Bowl. Um, you know, sponsored by ServPro. Uh, in case they want to sponsor us, too. <laughs> or Bad Boy Mowers. But, um, Bad Boy, yeah. We have, anything can sponsor <laughs> us. We, we, we have no shame. No, none. Uh, but anyway, First Responder Bowl in Dallas, Texas at SMU. I was there. It was kind of a last-minute surprise for me. I wasn't planning on going. I was not in the position I'm currently in. Uh, I was kind of just helping out the previous Western Kentucky beat writer at the Daily News, Elliot Pratt. Um, I had been hired to do some video stuff as well uh, because I had that capability. And he called me one morning and he's like, hey, how do you feel about going to you know, the bowl game? And I was like, I would love to go to the bowl game. So we drove down there and did all that. You know, we were trying to plan out our week for video coverage because we were going to do some stand-ups, and I was going to edit them while he wrote stories. And, you know, the first day we got there, we stopped by, um, you know, this restaurant where Western was eating just to do a, a, you know, 
a hit of, you know, hey, Western Kentucky mm-hmm. down here in Dallas for the bowl game. After that, we stopped and we got some barbecue. We were going to go to Pecan Lodge. And it was fairly busy. You know, we wanted to yeah. do that fresh. We wanted to do that fresh to show me fresh. That's how you do it. But we walked over to a new place in Dallas at that point in time called Terry Black's. You know, that it's the owner's part of a very famous barbecue family down there in Texas. And it was great. Uh, we got there late in the night, so the selection had dwindled down. It wasn't as fresh. You know, you want to get the barbecue early. We went there, and then we eventually went back to Pecan Lodge. We had a free day uh, where we didn't have anything to do for coverage. They're here. We'd done practice reports. We had done a fun little piece on, you know, they went to Top Golf as one of their bowl game activities. And we had the day off before the bowl game. So we're like, let's do a barbecue review and just let some people know that maybe coming down to Texas, maybe some places they want to hit up. So we stood outside. I'm playing this in my head. I'm playing this video in my head. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I know the exact uh, video. Yeah. (laughs) the, The, one, I said something along the lines of, Texas is not a place you're in. It's a place that's in you. <laughs> we <laughs> did that. Forever, that's the, the, that meal at the Con Lodge, um, you know, we had run into some other people from Bowling Green. As we were standing in line, we ended up sitting at a table and eating with them. And that night, he had some friends coming in for the Predators having their, um, you know, outdoor classic game at mm-hmm. the Cotton Bowl, I believe. And um, So we went to the airport and picked them up and you know, just hours after eating our weight in Pecan Lodge, mm-hmm. we're like, you know, let's let's get some more barbecue. Let's go to Hard Eight, and that was really the trip that set me off. And you know, Elliot's uh, no longer with us. He's not dead, but he's no longer at the Daily News. <laughs> um, I, I tried to travel, uh, get barbecue, and try it in all the places. Yeah, I, I try it in all the places that I go to. Um, you know, it, it's all a little bit different. Um, some places are definitely better than others. Um, of course. Yeah. So that's pretty much how it started. I, I don't think I've ever told you the story. I went to a place, uh, when I was in Murray, I was still in grad school and I was working at the, at the paper in Murray and I won't name them. So I don't give them a shameless, so I don't give them a plug. Um, and I, I didn't like, they wanted a feature story. So like, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I went out and I just started driving and I took some turns down some roads that I never had been on and I'm driving down and I passed this like hole in the wall barbecue restaurant that like just has like a walk up and like you walk in and it's like the wooden like porch and there's like one plastic table and a window and I'm like, hey, I'm here for this. And they're like, oh, well, the owner's not here come back so i'm like okay well, i don't know what i'm supposed to do so like i come back 30 minutes later and i ended up eating so much and like i came away with it like a feature story because the guy was like all down to talk he was like oh this takes days and he's like we always have pits going and i can't tell you what the name of it was and i feel bad for that but yeah that was like i feel like those are always like the interesting spots like that you just find out of nowhere but yeah yeah, there was there was one I went to. Um, I had been to Birmingham before, and I had done, you know, Dreamland, which has kind of become a chain down there. Uh, you know, pretty famous, very good. Um, you know, the one in Birmingham's. I stopped there all the time and sit at the bar. I remember the first time I was ever there. Alabama was playing Georgia. It was a Saturday night. Um, I was just sitting at the bar eating ribs in a suit because I had just covered a, a game. Um, 
I've done a class at the Bowling Green Daily News. Yeah. Uh, I've done saws in that area, and that's one of my favorites, too. But then someone was like, I was going to Tuscaloosa for a game, and they're like, go to Archibald's. It's across the river in Northport. It's it's very good. And it was kind of like that. Like, if you didn't know about it, you wouldn't know to go there. You would go to drink. Oh, yeah. But the ribs I had there were absolutely phenomenal. Oh, yeah. There's a place called Hillbillies on the side of the road, like in Wycliffe, Kentucky, that um, it's like right across the river from Cairo. And that was like where I would stop coming from Murray to home. Uh, the guy who owns it, I actually used to work with at the paper mill. But Hillbilly Barbecue, they got like fried bologna, like barbecue bologna. Oh, that on a bun, a yeah. little cheese, a little barbecue. Yeah. You're a... Uh... Your story about running into someone for a story reminded me of a place I, I kind of forgot about. It. I was on the way up to East Lansing for a game at Michigan State. Ooh, I was with, okay. um, you know, Tyler Mansfield, who was with Rivals at the time. Yes. Um, you know, now with On3, uh, doing the national news desk type thing. Um, and I just told him, I was like, you know, find a place and we'll stop and eat. He found this place. It was, you know, kind of out there. Didn't really know much about it. And in Indianapolis, um, we stopped. It was fantastic. It was like Southern, you know, that type of cuisine. I got some barbecue there, but the owner came out. This place was called his place. Uh-huh. And uh, he came out and just asked us how things were going. We started talking to him, you know, said who we were, where we were going. And he's like, Oh, I, my son was just in Bowling Green a few weeks ago. He plays football at Indiana. And I was like, Oh, what a small world. <laughs> and, and so we found out he was, you know, the owner of the place and, you know, Mansfield goes, Oh, so are you his? And then he's like, no, his points to the sky but it was just uh you know it was so random that you know just a few weeks ago we were watching his son you know play football and, and yeah you know that's just kind of this world that we live in you know in the sports world you never know who you're going to run into that knows someone that you know or that oh yeah that you know personally yeah it's um like i know i was sitting at um mcallister's with Ed Marlowe one night and this country singer walks in that I was 100% sure that I knew who it was and Ed had no idea. And it was this random country singer that like we'd both just covered a football game or something at McCracken and like we're sitting there and he just walks in, but yeah. But so, so that's the meat part because we're both fans of barbecue and, and meat of the like we are red Americans in that sense, but we also both like sports a decent amount. Pays the bills. Pays the bills, right? It pays for your um, new woodworking habit. Yeah, yeah. No, I've become a um, you know divorced dad basically with no kids. Um, yeah, I spent my Friday night, actually. I spent my Friday night uh, in a friend's garage. They weren't even home, woodworking, uh, building a bar, um, as I drank cheap beer and listened to minor league baseball on the radio. Uh, so shout out Sean Mernon, um, you know, broadcaster, the Bowling Green Hot Rods. He, I was going to ask, was me, it He hot kept rods? me entertained. It was Hot Rods, yeah. Uh, I think um, McGee, Easton McGee's playing for the, like, like the, the Bulls, like the Durham Bulls, maybe? I'm not sure. I haven't followed that. He's from Hoptown. That's, that's, that's not the reason that, I put it. That's not my specialty. So yeah. I'll go and enjoy a game every now and again. And it's it's a good time and I'd recommend it to anybody that wants to get out. It's pretty pretty cheap fun. It's fun. You know, yeah, it's for fun. The product. 
I would, I would agree. Like Memphis is a fun time too. The Redbirds, the the AAA team of the Cardinals. That's a good time. Yeah, also. I, I stayed down that way. Um, walked by the stadium one night for um, a game at FedEx Forum when Western AutoZone Park, something like that. I think, I think it was something right. with it. Yeah. You've been to Rendezvous, right? I have been to Rendezvous. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it was fine. It was fine. I love the atmosphere. You kind of right, back, right, in a yeah. back alley in downtown Memphis and. You know, you go down the stairs and, and you sit down. I sat down at the bar right after they opened. But the thing was, I got there and I was talking to the bartender a little bit. And I said, like, I like to travel and, and try barbecue. And I go to Texas a lot. And he immediately said, Texas barbecue sucks. And I went, went on a long rant about why it sucks. And he's like, if I wanted, um, you know, if I didn't want any flavor, I would go to Texas <laughs> barbecue. And I was like, bro, you're. Wow. You better. Take a step back now, because I haven't had, your, haven't had your ribs yet. Did you they tell him not, Texas forever? Like, I didn't say any. I just I sat in silence and I ate my ribs and I ate my brisket. And it was it was fine. It's I would have a place that I would love to. Like, I would I would go back, and that says you know about how good it is. But it's definitely not one of the my top that I would recommend. Is it because was it because of the barbecue? Or because of the experience? No, the experience was great. I love the guy. Okay, okay. Uh, like, you, you still like the guy. Like you were cool with the oh, guy, yeah. even no, though I, he I, had I a trash love, take. I, I love that he said that. It, yeah. It's just that competition, like you know. Right. Yeah. Of course. Thing. But everybody asked me, they're like, "What's the best place you've been?" And I was like, "I can't say what the best place I've been is because they're all so different." But I have my favorite. But I'll save that for another day. So you keep I listening. Say, I think you should save that for another day. But I think that's all the time we've got. I think we're going to come back next week. You think you think we can do three weeks in a row? Yeah, I think we can do three weeks in a row, and I think you can listen to us Meet the Press podcast in a lot of different places, like here on Facebook Live. That's where we've been recording it, and you that's can true. also uh, you can also now find us on Spotify. How about that? It's really I, like I told you before. It was cool seeing like the picture on there. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can follow us on the socials, like Instagram. Like Facebook, shout out, like shout out, Brenda for, for making our logo. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Brenda Sedaris, shout out. And uh, keep your eyes peeled on Apple Podcasts because we'll be there shortly. Hopefully. We're on the way. We're a freight train. We're coming. All right, we'll see you next week.